Hello and welcome back to the podcast. We are on our first episode in April, which kind of feels a little wild that these first few months are already over. Does. Happy it's about to be nice out, Mm -hmm. but I kind of feel like I lost like three months. Like where did they go? I don't know. And the fact also that this episode's actually Easter weekend is even more alarming is even more alarming Mm -hmm. so happy easter if you celebrate easter this weekend i was thinking about this when i was like wow it's about to be easter Mm -hmm. do you just remember how exciting easter used to be as kids like it was up there with christmas oh yeah top two for sure as far as holidays went easter was very exciting like i got hype for it It's so funny too, which warning if you have children that listen to this with you. Um, When I think back, like obviously it was a little bit more reasonable that as kids, we believed that Santa, a person came and delivered gifts. Mm -hmm. Why were we so willing to also accept that a big ass bunny came hopping in our house with baskets? You know, you bring up a really good point. (laughs) Because I feel like, you know, even with how much we believed in Santa, there was a lot of justification on, you know, the sleigh, the reindeer, how he got down the chimney. Um, a lot, a lot of detail and thought went into that. But then when it came to Mr. Easter Bunny, no one questioned him. No one questioned him and his methods of traveling. Yeah, like how did how how did we think that he got into our homes and travel like he didn't have a sleigh he didn't have like what did he have going for him maybe we're the only ones who believed in the actual bunny maybe because i mean when i (laughs) just like when i think back like it's kind of wild that we didn't have these questions like no one was wondering what time like santa was like well when did he come yeah like oh while you were sleeping but like the bunny i was just like cool with like the fact that maybe he walked in <laughs> during the day and like just <laughs> like left left an easter basket yeah like was totally fine with it yeah i i can't really say how we let that one slide but i genuinely thinking back on it pictured as you would see in the mall still to this day like a life size, larger than life, Easter bunny. Yeah, we just didn't question it at all. But also I remember as kids, like obviously dyeing the eggs and stuff was part of egg in the basket. Oh, but the best part was the toys or like the things you would get every once in a while for Easter would be like, do you remember the skippets? Oh, or like the I remember that- a skippet. Because it was traumatizing because it would take your ankle out and then like you would never forget it, but then you'd want to keep using it. Yeah, I don't know what what was in those that like made it so enticing to use said skip it. Like, why couldn't I just skip in a circle? I feel that every toy that was designed at that time was meant to like injure our injure our our ankles ankles. somebody was coming for our ankles like somebody was because you had the skip it you had the pogo stick you had the scooters oh the razors that would attack you you would like just trying to pick it up to turn and it would just 360 whack your ankle no i can i can feel it right now as you're saying it 
It's actually, or even the jump ropes. I, okay, so this was the best part of getting gifts at that time. So you knew when you were all excited as a kid because you're like, it's about to be time to go outside again. And so you're all excited. Recess and you get again. all these toys. And then like even the jump ropes, like why were they coated in, I, I know it was plastic, but it felt like metal. And when you would miss and like catch your shins, yeah. like absolutely done for. Yeah, I really don't know. Somebody had it out for us. Because that- feels like a calculated plan against <laughs> child's ankles like shins yes shins and shins. Ankles. i feel like those kinds of toys are not pushed upon children in the way that they were pushed upon us um and i feel like we're probably entitled to financial compensation um <laughs> where's the commercial point? for that if you were hitting the shin or the ankle by a razor scooter mm-hmm. contact us for financial compensation oh i'm sure it's gotta come because where's that class action lawsuit my ankles are not going to develop in the way in which <laughs> they would have without those maybe they were trying to build character mm. just teach us how I to guess. be tough i don't know but that was some of the best parts about um april back in the day But also nowadays, it seems like it's more about April Fool's. Mm. So April Fool's just passed and I was kind of wondering. So this year we had a lot of companies get in on it and do, you know, little pranks on social media. But back in the day, you wondered, did companies partake in this kind of activity? Mm -hmm. And I have the answer for you. Oh, good. Starting with Taco Bell in 1996 ran ads in the newspaper saying that they would become the Taco Liberty Bell and help national debt. They admitted it was a prank after everybody got their newspapers and thought it it was legit. Okay, I have to stop you right there because at least today, I feel as if, you know, when these companies make their Instagram post, everyone in the comments can be like, oh, ha ha, April Fool's, you almost got me. That was a good one. But if this showed up in my newspaper on my front door, I would take that to be fact. Yeah, it's definitely like it was probably some of the first kind of pranking ad kind of situation for their time. It's obviously very beneficial for companies, especially now because it gets people talking about your company. It's like free advertising. Mm -hmm. But, you know, for them, it actually did work out to benefit them in the end because they agreed to donate $50,000 towards the preservation of the Liberty Bell. And overall, it resulted in $5 million worth of publicity for them in 1996. So that's insane. That's a lot, especially for like the time. Yeah, that's that's a lot of free advertising. I feel like they had to have been the first of their kind with that. Yeah, well, following not long after, in 1998, Burger King followed suit in trying to do an April Fool's prank by announcing that they were going to come out with a left-handed Whopper, which you might be wondering, did people really fall for this? Yes, people oh. were actually asking for this Whopper after Um, they said that they were trying to help the 32 million left-handed Americans that would reduce the spillage effect of the sandwich. Well, from firsthand experience, Uh um, I don't know if I've even told you this before, but, uh, there are, you know, you know, 32 million left-handed Americans, and I am clearly really good at finding those Americans because all of my exes are left-handed. Every single one of them. Brian is not. Brian is right-handed. 
So we could say you had a type. I I did indeed have a what type. What a weird coincidence to find. I mean, it's got to be something. I wonder if somebody knows that's listening of like what what kind of personality trait would they perhaps all have in common? Not a good one. That would lead <laughs> you to want to date them. I don't know because if you, if we took a look at my portfolio of exes. <laughs> Maybe we should. <laughs> Maybe that will, that could be an episode in itself, but one is not like the other. But um, with this All very underlying, different. very very different. Per, I would I besides would say besides the left handedness, besides the left handedness, that is what keeps them together. Very strange Isn't that weird? coincidence. Yes, I didn't they know that. I guess they would have loved loved that whopper. Loved the whopper. <laughs> oh, too gosh. bad so they would have been fooled. Um, also, in 2018, Elon Musk tweeted that Tesla was going bankrupt as an April Fool's joke, and it oh. actually resulted in the stock dropping by 7% immediately. So this joke did not work out for the company That's well. so stupid. Why would you say that? So he was trying to leave clues in the tweet that it was a joke, mm. but people did not catch on until you know, after. You know, but if, if it would have been the Swifties, they would have caught on. It said word for word. Easter eggs. Shut the fuck in up. In the tweet. But clearly the Swifties were not around. Mm-mm. Um, also in 2018, eHarmony unveiled the forever love feature for dogs to find long-term relationships, which this is actually really funny because I could see people wanting to use that. I feel like every millennial on the face of the planet that is has a fur baby would have their dog signed up immediately. Whoa, whoa. I feel like you're attacking me. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, but I would you're not on the cusp. sign. <laughs> I wouldn't sign my dogs up, but they are my babies. Um, yeah, no, I could see people using this, and I mean, not like literally for a relationship for their dog, but like it's kind of like Bumble BFF or like those things where you can find friends. Like mm-hmm. then you like oh. We'll go on a dog Little park pals. date. No, that's like the dogs will have a play date. You know what we we actually kind of do that though. When we FaceTime, I'll put Corona, my dog, <laughs> on the phone, and Haley will put Wolf on the phone, and we'll be like, "Oh, it's your boyfriend. It's your girlfriend." <laughs> Listen, I don't do it. You? Do oh, it. I do. Um, <laughs> it's cute. Also, in <laughs> moving on, um, in 2018, PayPal announced that it had a new feature allowing customers to print money directly from their phones using the PayPal app, which obviously was not true and could have been probably against federal law, but Mm -hmm. it did bring a slew of new customers to the PayPal mobile app and increased overall brand awareness. So it seems like for this brand, the joke actually worked out in their Mm. favor. You know Um, why? Why? Because they didn't have the finance bros to explain to everyone why, why that was not possible. <laughs> not possible. <laughs> oh gosh, what a world. Um, that was only a couple years ago, but this year some of the best pranks by companies did happen. So we had first Tinder said that they were banning photos of people holding the fish, which a lot of people were really hoping was true. However, Mm. it was just an April Fool's joke. Mm. We also had Duolingo and Peacock team up to do an April Fool's joke. They came out with a whole trailer for a fake reality dating show called Love Language, where they were going to have people come on and try to date that none of them spoke the same language, 
which I actually feel like could be a really cool idea. That is insanely interesting. I feel like Kendall Jenner and Bad Money could be the face of a show like that because I feel like we were just talking about how people were wondering like, yeah, how they communicate that. The Love Language show. It seemed actually like a good idea, and I feel like people would watch Oh, that. people would love that. That would be really interesting. Um, also, we had Welch's Fruit Snacks come out with ranch-filled fruit snacks. It, as much as I love ranch, this sounds disgusting. I think, isn't it like ranch is a Midwest thing? Yeah, I was going to say, I'm curious how that, that landed in other markets because I feel like very specific here we love ranch but I feel like there's like times where we'll travel and places will not have ranches like no some places think it's weird yeah like I know a lot of places will do like aioli oh yeah and that's like their version of ranch but like no it's not the same um yeah but I remember like even traveling out of country and stuff like when I went to Australia they don't they're like what's ranch no um and so yeah it's definitely like a very specific market but even as someone in that specific market you couldn't pay me to eat it's basically like a gusher but with like ranch inside instead of i don't like that i don't like that either and the thought of it is not good um Uh -uh. so but but to my surprise i did read some of the comments and they were saying that they would eat it Mm, couldn't be me. Finally, we had Rare Beauty announce a life-size liquid blush because we all know how much everybody loves the Rare liquid blush. People go nuts for this blush so much so Selena Gomez was at Taylor Swift's concert this past weekend and there was a video of her walking through, you know, like a back hallway or something and a fan yelled... I love your liquid blush. And like of all things to yell that that's what we're going to yell. I feel like she was probably so happy though, actually. Like, yeah, that that's a true compliment. Yeah. That's, that's like one of her biggest products. That's wild. You know what else I think is wild about this specifically is, and this might be a hot take is I feel like these company April fool's day pranks have gotten these companies more publicity than if they were to have, a Super Bowl commercial. Like, I feel like these were way more talked about than any of the Super Bowl commercials from this past year. Especially this year. I feel like they used to be such a big deal, but it's the hype's kind of died down. But this specifically, a lot of them do go viral. Yeah, like this. If it's a good one, because then people are also, I've seen in a lot of cases, like I obviously didn't put all the ones that were right happened this year on here. A lot happened. And in a lot of cases, they will actually release the product that they like pranked about because people want actually want it. I know. That's almost like test. It's like an easy way to actually test your market and be like, would you use this product? For sure. I know um, Stony Clover Lane, they did. Um, they said they were launching a diner in New York City, which was a joke because they weren't actually launching a diner. But then they had a diner collection of their pouches, bags, and stuff like that come out. So it was like April Fool's, but they still did like a play Hinted off it. of it. Yeah. yeah. Which I think is really cool. Yeah. I think it I think it can work out for companies. Like mm-hmm. it seems like it has in the past and still is. Um this episode is brought to you by Seed. 
There are over 3.8 million posts on Instagram, hashtagged gut health, a staggering 653.7 million videos on TikTok, and a quick Google search will yield you over 29.7 million news results. Gut health, probiotics, and the microbiome are buzzing in conversation, headlines, and hashtags. Discoveries in microbiome research are transforming medicine, hygiene, diet, and the choices we make each day for our health. As part of refocusing on my own personal health journey, I wanted to find a product that I could trust. That's why I love Seed. With this new frontier comes an overload of information that can feel confusing and overwhelming, but Seed makes it simple. Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic is a plant-based prebiotic and probiotic with 24 strains that have been clinically and scientifically studied for its benefits. 53.6 billion AFU designed to survive your stomach acid, bile salts, and digestive enzymes. And not only does Seed promote digestive health, but also skin health. Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic has four specific probiotic strains that have been shown to promote healthy skin and reinforce a healthy gut-skin axis. So you can feel good on the inside and look good on the outside. Seed delivers the DS01 Daily Symbiotic to you monthly in sustainable packaging with a reusable glass jar that protects the probiotics inside and helps minimize plastic use and waste. Avoid gut mania and head to the trusted source for symbiotics. Start a new healthy habit today and visit seed.com shady and use code shady to redeem 25% off your first month of Seed's DS01 Daily Symbiotic. That's seed.com shady and use code shady. But also not an April's Fool's joke, unfortunately, which I thought it was when mm-hmm. I first heard this, but Spike from Mojo in the Morning, which is a local Detroit radio station, surprisingly left after 23 years on the show with no goodbye. I was shocked because I remember I sent this to you as soon as I saw it and you said to me, you were like, is, is this an April Fool's joke? And I was like, oh, maybe it is like that kind of seems like something they would do. They do a lot of pranks, phone scams, things like that. And unfortunately it wasn't and it's heartbreaking. Yeah, so a lot of people were wondering, like, what was the tea? Because he just left, didn't say goodbye. They didn't do a mm-hmm. goodbye episode. And for even producers who, like, come and go on the show a lot, they'll do, like, a whole goodbye episode. And right. everyone will get their chance to say goodbye. And they didn't do that. So people thought, like, something happened. But it turns out that iHeartMedia owns Channel 955 and controls mm-hmm. more than 800 radio stations. And in 2018, the company was $20.4 billion in debt. So they started doing like mass layoffs. So in 2020, they laid off about 850 people. And then it's continued gradually over these last few years as well. But this year in 2023, they also had kind of a big layoff situation. And Spike happens to be one of those people that got laid off through mm-hmm. this process. So they had um, Justin Dubs Johnson in Cincinnati got laid off. Um, Rachel Elliott in Cleveland, they had layoffs. Ray Davis, um, he was on the program for 25 years there. There was another senior executive that had been with the company since 1996 that got laid off from Cleveland as well. In Dallas, they had... Um, Dave Kaiser, he was the vice president of sales. He was there for six and a half years. Oklahoma City, um, 
Derek Nance exit as the senior VP of sales over 35 years with the company. They had a lot of other people too in Raleigh, North Carolina and New York. Um, And to these people, it was probably just as surprising because Mm -hmm. for us, it's like, oh my gosh, what happened? What happened? We only knew about Spike. But when you look at this bigger picture of like all these people were getting laid off too, these people were probably thinking the same thing we were. Absolutely. With, you know, the per- the DJ that they're used to hearing, the personality that they're used to hearing. Especially after such a substantial amount of time in a place. Like, I'm looking at, like, some of these numbers. 25 35. years, 36 years. Spike was with Mojo in the morning for 23 years, which is almost our entire lives. Like, I can vividly remember going to school every single day through elementary, middle, middle high, high school, school, and listening to Mojo in the Morning, the phone scams. War of the Roses. All the things. Yeah. And it just feels it feels like there's a piece missing now that he's gone. Yeah, it, it was kind of shocking, but it also made sense when I seen, like like you said, all these other big numbers also getting laid right. off, which is it's very sad, obviously, for these people. Um. And I'm guessing that based on the fact that he's not able to answer questions or comment about it, that there yeah. was some kind of deal in place. So like they weren't just like, bye, sorry, right? right. <laughs> See you never. Um, there was obviously some kind of agreement that was made. But according to the most recent financial statement from iHeartMedia in February 2023, their total debt is at $5.48 billion with... million in current debt and the that billion number is in long-term debt so they're definitely still hurting financially which Mm -hmm. makes sense why they did all these layoffs again um but yeah it's sad to see like the people that we've been used to listening to go and like I said I I literally was like that's an April Fool's joke and then it wasn't so bad thing to happen ever Really bad timing with April Fool's being right around then, but yeah. Um, also, speaking of interesting timing, mm. we had Target decide to collaborate with the original Road. So we obviously know there's been all this drama with Haley Bieber, Selena Gomez, and Haley Bieber obviously owns her company now, Road Beauty, and they there was a big controversy when road beauty first launched because there was already a road company that did clothing mm-hmm. and at that time they actually tried to sue her for trademark infringement yeah so um Haley Bieber's brand road when launched it was infringing on the company's original trademark road which launched in 2013 in July 2022, a judge ruled that road skincare can continue to be promoted and sold for now while litigation proceeds, deferring the ruling until they have the opportunity to gain more evidence. Um, and so the original company just didn't want her using the name because obviously they were building this brand since 2013. They're still a small company. Right. Although they are doing well they might want to branch out into other products too. And they saw that she's trying to trademark these other lines of products that they were going to get into. And now they're not going to be able to because she, you know, took the trademark for that. So the two designers noted in their original filing four years ago that Hailey Bieber 
team reached out to them asking to buy the trademark from them. So they were very well aware that this brand existed, Mm -hmm. but they still went forward with using the name. Which is wild. Well, and I saw something on TikTok. I forget who wrote this, but it was saying something along the lines of this original business, Rode. Rode is the the brand that they built, that they took years to, you know, find success with. And it took a lot for them where Haley Bieber could have, in theory, used any name or any brand and had success with that. Like the name road itself was not, you know, the driving factor behind her success with road. Whereas the small business, like that is what they have been known for in our building. Right. And when you're trying to create brand recognition right now, people aren't going to recognize your brand. They're going to recognize this other brand. Um, But apparently Target is trying to stick up for the little, it's not really a little business though, to be honest. Um, I looked on their website and their clothing prices range from, I think the cheapest thing was $75, but most things are in the $400 range. So it's like a high end brand. It's impressive. Yeah. And it's very nice stuff, but This collab with Target is going to be launching April 15th. The prices range from $20 to $45. And it's like beach items and dresses and bathing suits and um, all, you know, it's supposed to be inclusive and more affordable than the other stuff that they sell. And yeah, so Target decided to throw a little shade though, because when somebody made a TikTok about what was going on that Target decided to collab at an interesting time with the original Road mm-hmm. and not Road Beauty. Um, Target commented on that TikTok saying, we're taking the higher road mm-hmm. and also Team Selena forever. You know, companies are out here wild and with the stuff that they comment on videos. Yeah, I saw... Um, a whole video of another creator being like, it's kind of crazy how open these brands are at getting behind this, like two young girls kind of going at it online. Oh yeah. And then like brands are just like, oh, well we're on this side. I know. You are a huge company. (laughs) And I know. And I feel like it's gotta be that these companies are giving their social media teams or coordinators a lot of autonomy behind what they're able to post because I'll see really random companies comment on really random videos and it's it's funny stuff half the time, but taking stances like this, it's like, there's I mean, people with, behind this right. one. So it's a little different. Cause I know like, like was there a sign off on that? Like who from the company said like, that's, yeah, that's good to, to good to comment because I can't imagine that they're monitoring monitoring every single comment that's being made by their social media managers. Yeah, like whoever's doing it is obviously like, oh, this is cute, quirky, trendy, and then yeah. it's like, yeah, but that's also a huge comment. Like if Target ever came out against me, I don't know what I would do. That would be that would be my worst nightmare. Yeah, yeah, I'd feel really bad. Yeah, like are they forgetting she's also like a person I don't know I would I mean I guess specifically too because like we're just obviously we're target gals yeah but you know I would be like not okay dang yeah that's a lot I'm curious to see how that trend will play out over time with companies 
if they're going to continue to like take stances like this. Yeah. Well, honestly, I I feel like it all started off like just to be funny. And like Mm -hmm. if there was a video about them and they would kind of like chime in and be like, oh, haha, like whatever, say something funny. Um, But yet now it's getting to the point where like full on posts are being made about like stuff that they really like a company that's that big or corporation like shouldn't really. And I get wanting to be on trend and follow the trends and trends are happening so quickly but i just feel like maybe we need to be a little bit more careful about what trends we're hopping on and what trends you know can be avoided yeah i agree it'll be interesting to see kind of where that all goes um well there's another trend that has been going on that is uh, people are not really too happy about this trend so We've talked a bit about it on the podcast, but we've kind of taken a break from it where we used to talk about all about AI, what was going on mm. with technology and all that. Well, now, since ChatGPT came out, which was that AI technology that we talked about a few times, mm-hmm. it was the first time that really AI was available for the public to use. So then now all of these other companies thought, let's create our own version and let the public use it because they saw how good the response was and how many people were right. interested in using it. Whereas before, it was really all like the big companies, Google, Facebook, all those that were working with AI, but yeah. it wasn't available for public use. Well, now that it is becoming available for public use, people are concerned. In an open letter to pause giant AI exper- experiments, was gathering over 7,000 signatures recently asking for AI experiments to be paused for six months due to concerns that AI is becoming too advanced. And so in the open letter, it quoted, AI labs locked in and out of, in an in and out of control race to develop and deploy ever more powerful digital minds that no one Not even their creators can understand, predict, or reliably control. And Google and Microsoft are now trying to compete as well because Microsoft has invested in OpenAI, which was the creator of Mm -hmm. ChatGPT. And then Google created a similar AI called Bard. So now we have these two giant companies going back and forth, trying to compete with one another to create the next best AI that's available to the public. Mm. Whereas before, they were trying to keep it within the Contained. company. And so in this open AI letter that they want to call for a pause, they said, should we let machines flood our information channels with propaganda and untruths? Should we automate all the jobs, including the fulfilling ones? Should we develop non-human minds that might eventually outnumber, outsmart, absolute, and replace us? Should we risk loss of control of the civilization? Such decisions must not be delegated to unelected tech leaders. Because like I said, now it's kind of all these companies wanting to hop on this trend Mm -hmm. and come out with their own AI for the public. So Elon Musk was actually the co-founder of OpenAI, which was like the chat GPT company. And he actually left the company in 2018 and is no longer involved. Um, He's concerned about this AI going too far as well. Mm -hmm saying that cars, planes, and medicine have to abide by regulatory safety standards, but AI does not have any rules or regulations keeping its development under control. And in the situation with like ChatGPT, 
it's threatening like the job market because it can literally replace jobs that people do. So people are wanting this AI to take a pause and like think about what these outcomes can really be if we let sure. people use AI, which we kind of did talk about in the beginning. Like, oh yeah, we need, have we seen no AI movies? They've all turned out bad, not good. I I agree. I feel like it's smart to, you know, put some regulations around this, some checks and balances to ensure we're making the right and most informed decisions when it comes to these things. Um, I mean, we just said, you know, companies out here taking a stand on Selena or Haley and now they're creating AI Mm -hmm. and it's just scary. It just overwhelms me a lot. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I recently started talking about getting back on my own personal health and wellness journey and focusing on bettering myself. Therapy can play a beneficial role in helping us grow and change in positive ways to help us reach our full potential. Therapy is great for getting to know yourself, recognizing your goals, and teaching you skills to help you achieve those goals. That's why I love BetterHelp. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you are. It's entirely online. Designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you want to switch therapists, you can do that at any time at no additional cost. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Shady today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot Shady. Yeah, it's definitely something that I don't think, I think people think it's just really exciting, just like when a car was made or mm-hmm. like when something was made and you're not really thinking about what kind of outcomes negative that can come from the situation. Like right. when ChatGBT came out, we both were on there being like, write us <laughs> this, do this. And, you know, it's all fun and games. But then, you know, I've heard even stories now of one example was like uh, somebody asked, the they did an experiment open ai that company that i was talking about did an mm-hmm. experiment where they gave the ai bot 60 dollars and said like make as much money as you can and so throughout doing that on one of the sites that they were trying to use to make money there was a robot captcha mm. that obviously a robot can't pass so they hired somebody from a different site to do the captcha for them uh, like a human yeah and the human was joking with them being like hope you're not a robot and um the robot lied and actually was a the ai was actually able to form a lie to the human to get them to do the job for them see they're already they're already out here lying and scheming um yeah i mean and sometimes those robot check marks that's just like check here if you're not a robot i've seen so many memes in videos that's just like how are they going to know? Like, <laughs> they're not going to know. Or like, check which box is a traffic light. Like, at this point, I feel like AI is going to be smart enough to be able to figure out which of those boxes are a stoplight. Yeah, over time, for sure. Yeah. But in a similar situation of the person giving them $60, that was like an experiment that OpenAI was doing. But a regular guy that had access to ChatGPT, Jackson Fall, asked ChatGPT to make him as much money as possible with 82 pounds, which is like $100, mm-hmm. 
and it made him a company in one day worth 20,000 pounds, which is about 25,000 US dollars. In one day, it took $100 and turned it into $25,000. So it created a company called Green Gadget Guru, which is an affiliate marketing site. So it helped him literally build this website and get people to invest in this company. In a day. In a day. And so he said, for the website, I told chat GPT to be as verbose as possible, making decisions for everything from the content to the layout. And it worked out for him. And now he, he said he did have to act as a human liaison buying anything that it said to. That's alarming that you are buying things that a robot is telling you to buy. Did he, I mean, I get he's making money, but like, where are we drawing the line here? Yeah, it's, we're, mm. we're taking orders from the robots now to make money. And that's, you know, kind of the dilemma here. It's like, in this instance, it worked out for him really well. But what if it didn't? Yeah. And to clarify also as well, if you do this, you must say to the robot to do this by legal measures, because he also did include that when he asked the robot, he had to include that, please do not break any laws while doing this. Because, what if somebody didn't do that? But then ultimately, if like, would the, you go to jail or would the robot go to jail? That's what I want to know. Like, who would be in trouble? Because technically, the robot did it. I don't know. Um, mm, I don't like it. I just don't. Yeah. I see it causing a lot of trouble. Yeah. So that's why there is supposedly a request for a pause on this. Meanwhile, though, a new AI actually just came out and this is instant videos perfect based on text so you know chat gbt you write a text and it formulates a response back mm -hmm. or does whatever you ask it to do in this instance this ai technology you write out a couple texts of what you want to see it could be you know video of dog on the phone oh and it generates an actual video for you of a dog on the phone that's very specific, but that's kind of what this whole thing is about. So a startup in New York is among a group of companies that is producing these videos. And this software architect who started this company called Runway AI, Runway AI typed a short description of what he wanted to see, a tranquil river in the forest. And less than two minutes later, the AI produced it. And the problem with this and the reason that this was never open to the public because Meta actually did have this technology already. Mm -hmm. They didn't want to release it because they felt that it was a danger to the public because you could easily spread misinformation. Let's say you type in a certain person yep. saying something that they did not really say. And then all of a sudden you have, you know, fighting breakout or something. So it could be very dangerous, could spread misinformation. Oh, yeah. Um, and so Google and Meta decided not to release this technology because they felt that it was too dangerous. And now we have, like I mentioned, smaller companies coming out and creating their own. I just feel like this is, I don't know, I think about in movies where I feel like it's a common trope in movies for somebody to catch somebody saying something like they're not supposed to or committing to a crime on like a pen that records or a secret like recording. Now that there's this capability to create fake scenarios, like using somebody's voice that can say whatever, like I feel like I've heard a million things 
on TikTok where it's like Taylor Swift's voice saying something, but she never really said those words together. And now with the video, like, are those going to be able to be like twist and used in like the court of law as like evidence against people and crimes like that? I just I feel like I could see it going down a slippery slope real, real quick. Yeah, that's the concern. And um, I actually saw a couple videos like you were talking about where now there is another AI technology that takes the voice of somebody and mm-hmm. like real time while you are saying stuff, it is in their voice. So it's developing so rapidly. And I think that's what the concern is. Like, do we realize what we're doing here? Yeah, I feel like it's gone from zero to a hundred real quick and I'm sure it's taken like years to develop a lot of these things behind the scenes and just hasn't been available to the public but feels like it's you know it's escalating a little too quickly well yeah for over the past few years as well there's always been talk about like the deep fake situation too Mm -hmm. and like that I'm pretty sure that's an AI technology as well that has been kind of around for a while but you know most people don't use it I don't even know how you have access to it but like I remember when um, Britney Spears got married or whatever, and then people were like, well, that wasn't really her. Somebody deep faked her face into that. Mm-hmm. And then that was like a whole conspiracy. So it's definitely alarming. And even now with face filters, like that's machine learning in real time for these new ones that got developed. I saw a mm-hmm. video by a girl named um, Zangsta, And she was talking about that the new face filters that are on TikTok, Mm -hmm. when you wave your hand in front of it, it stills on your face. Whereas in the past, you would wave your hand and it would like show Mm -hmm. because now instead of the way that it used to be, which was the traditional filters used augmented face masks that was laid over your face on the screen. Mm -hmm. And the new filters use a technology that every pixel of your face is regenerated and the output after referencing another data set is put onto your face, every pixel of your face. So when you wave your hand, it's not there anymore. And that's like stuff we use every day that we didn't even know was like machine learning and like all this stuff. So I'm so so concerned for future generations like yeah the crap that kids are growing up with these days is alarming yes agree but that was kind of everything that's been going on with ai um but speaking of people deep faking other people looking like other people (laughs) um you know love is blind we talked about how people were saying micah and Brittany looked alike I have heard that. By the way, I have watched some episodes. I can confirm that you guys do look alike. And I can also confirm how much it pisses me off because she is like the villain. I've heard that she's the villain. And I'm like, just picturing you doing these things. I'm like, oh, terrible. Sorry. Terrible, terrible. It's also hilarious to me that we're not even like done with the show. Not even all the episodes are out. And we already have two cast members making apology videos. That's insane. Which like one was Micah. She apo- or released a statement apologizing. Perfect. I feel like personally like you're responsibility. taking responsibility for her. Um, yeah. And then the other one was Irina apologized for being like so immature or whatever. And she did actually a video it came up on my TikTok. Um, her apologizing for being so mean and a villain on the show. It's so funny too. like the, this is a day and age we've come to where like 
people on reality shows that get cast as the villain or like have to apologize have to apologize for being for, the villain yeah it's like what would the show have been without without it? a villain like somebody's got to be the villain and i think that's one thing that like bachelor nation i feel like they've like almost gotten past the point of like okay somebody's got to be the villain on the show like somebody's gonna get that edit so we can't really you know come after them like that but people do people are mean to people on reality tv it's alarming yeah well this one's already happening and like the whole thing's not even out so i can only imagine what the, it's gonna get worse what the backlash is gonna be once all the episodes are out Dang. um so yeah that was pretty shady and let's continue with that and get into the shady stories for this week's episode shady story number one about 10 years ago i decided to file for divorce for my husband after five years of marriage we only married because i'd gotten pregnant and i thought it would work out we were basically in a loveless marriage and we were both unhappy during the last few months of our marriage, I'd reconnected online with a guy I'll call Jared, who I knew when I was a little girl. We would email, talk, and text each other without my husband knowing. I live in California, and he lived in Colorado. I decided that I wanted to go and visit him, so I lied to my husband and said that I, ha I have to go on a work trip for Chicago for a week, even though I was actually in Colorado. I never showed him my itinerary, so he always thought I went to Chicago. I had also opened up a secret bank account, so he never saw any purchases I made that were actually in a town in Colorado and not in Chicago. I had a great time reconnecting with Jared. When I went back home, I knew I needed to move out. I found an apartment, but I couldn't move into my new place until the beginning of the next month. In the meantime, Jared and I planned to move him out here to California so we could be together. He came about the last week of the month and I told my ex-husband that Jared was my long-lost cousin that I hadn't seen in a while and he needed a place to stay. My ex believed me and let my new boyfriend stay with us until I moved out. In order to keep up with the lie, I continued to still sleep in the same bed as my ex-husband. Of course, he eventually found out the truth when Jared never left and because our daughter had told her father he was still living with me after many months afterwards. I feel like there's so many unnecessary lies in this story. Like the fact that she said she was going to Chicago for a work trip. Why couldn't she just say that the work Colorado. trip was in Colorado? <laughs> like she went out of her way to get an entirely new bank story. account, new story. Like that would have just made it easier on you to say it was in Colorado. I think for her it was like all or nothing. I, clearly. <laughs> like she was in full blown like and different person. And then the person. cousin piece? Like why couldn't he just wait till not like. Till not have till to move, move in with them. Yeah. Or like get a hotel for that period of time. Like why did he need to move in? Like it just all seems so unnecessary. <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> and like she just continued like she made it work. Like she's like she reminds me of the kind of person that you would see in like a TV show or movie that was like, oh, yeah, I have a boyfriend. His name is Mike. Like the, the mic, Mike tree, like just oh, like, like making stuff yes, up. Like, as it's yeah, like, like I'm looking at your mic. Yeah. Yeah. Like just like unnecessary. His name's details. Mike shady tree. <laughs> because it's like they always say when people lie, you can tell they're lying if they give like too many details. Yeah. It's like she was like just a very bad victim of that. Like, yeah. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't help herself. Like, I feel like she thought she was like, I'm thinking it all through, like in the way in which like new bank account i don't know 
the cousin <laughs> so bad i feel like that just makes it worse yeah um i i feel like this is like an eight out of ten i think this is a nine out of ten for me i think that's really funny all right shady story number two i was 18 going to college taking three summer classes and working at a convenience store about 70 hours a week my friend was in the air force and he was on two-week leave we decided that the four of us were going to hang out and drink a little on Saturday night when I got off work. I bought a gallon of vodka, a fifth of Jack, a fifth of Jaeger, a fifth of Everclear, and a case of Bud Light Friday and took it all to the house that we were meeting at. Please don't judge. LOL. I got off Saturday and when we got there, most of the alcohol was gone. There was also around eight guys there passed out and... I didn't know that they were going to be there. I was a little pissed, so I went in all of the guys, passed out wallets, and took their cash. I actually made about 30 bucks after taking their cash minus the alcohol cost. I did have a couple of beers and a few shots of vodka also. It was an okay night, I guess. I love how it's like, oh, we were going to drink a little, continues to say gallon of <laughs> They vodka. said don't judge. I'm not judging. I just think it's funny. <laughs> we wanted to have a few drinks amongst the four of us, so we got naturally a fifth a for gallon, everyone. <laughs> a gallon here, a fifth there, and, you know. <laughs> it was going to be a night. That's crazy. Yeah. I thought this was funny when I read it. It um, is funny. I can't believe she just wouldn't in their wallets and, t- like, did she have to pry it out of like their pants? I don't know. I just love how the ending too is like, it was an okay night, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I got some alcohol. I made 30 bucks and I robbed a couple people. Yeah. And it was okay. It was okay. <laughs> just, just your typical Saturday night. Typical uh, That's weekend. funny. Again, I think this is this is hilarious. I would say eight out of 10 for me. Yeah, I like this one. Um, Eight out of 10. Okay, shady story number three. This all started because I wanted to go on a girls retreat with my friends. I decided to invite my ex-husband's wife, Angela, as we are currently co-parenting with our two daughters. Me and my ex-husband were on the brink of a divorce when he said he had gotten a girl pregnant and was having an affair and wanted to marry her. It was a quick and easy divorce and I took the house as he moved in with her and her twin sister. We have 50-50 custody of our two kids, one of which was very young when we divorced. We have only just now gotten to a good place co-parenting wise and so I invited Angela as a kind gesture. She asked to bring her twin sister and I kindly said there wouldn't be enough room as my sister and her girlfriend were taking up one room, me and the other, and my two friends Angela and Celia in the other room with two beds. We simply just didn't have enough room. She didn't say anything else and we went on the trip dramaless. On the first day, everyone was good and we all slept in our own beds, relevant later. But on the second night, we went out drinking and me and Celia got super drunk as we don't get a night out often. When we got home, Celia passed out in my bed with me and I had no issue with this because she's my best friend. The next day, Angela was clearly sulking and when we invited her to the spa with us, she declined and stayed home the whole day by herself. The third and last night, we played some games and Angela went to bed early claiming she felt sick. Celia didn't want to go in and wake her up later when we were the last two up so she fell asleep in my bed watching cartoons the next day we went home and angela pouted like a child the whole way home and barely said anything to anyone later i got a call from my ex raving about how her twin could have came with us and stayed if celia was just going to sleep in my bed anyways 
and he asked if my current husband knows and accused me of it being inappropriate. My ex claimed that I set the whole thing up just to single out and bully Angela, which did not happen. Now my ex is demanding I didn't do enough and wants me to apologize and admit I'm a bully and is even threatening to bring our kids into it, which I don't want. My oldest has mixed feelings about her dad already, and I don't want him telling her anything to push her to actually hate him, as I know she wouldn't believe it. I don't want him to sabotage his relationship with our daughters, but I don't want to admit to bullying her when I didn't, and my husband and sister and Celia think I should let him dig his own grave and stick to my ground. To be honest, I'm not sure what I'm going to do yet. Honestly, I think that's pretty ridiculous that one, we're going to get the kids involved, Absolutely not. Um, Two, calling somebody a bully. I just feel like we're taking this a little too far. Right. Like I understand in this situation, like I'd probably be mad too if somebody couldn't go because there wasn't enough room, but then like really there was an extra bed the whole time or like two out of three nights, whatever the situation was. But I feel like you say your piece about it. Be like, hey, what the hell? Like she probably could have came. And then it's over with, like not getting the kids involved. That's wild. Like they already went through divorce. Leave them kids alone. A hundred percent. Like I, I definitely see both sides because my twin couldn't come and there ended up being an empty bed two nights in a row. Be like, what the heck? We could have just made this arrangement from the beginning. But setting the whole thing up just to bully somebody like, yeah, she wanted to spend her Mm -hmm. own money and be with the girl that was technically the mistress while they were married yeah and then just claim um that they were being inappropriate the two friends yeah like that's just like, ridiculous are you bored like yes you clearly like things they up. probably are pretty <laughs> bored to take it to like this kind of extreme but i don't think that she's gonna get invited on any more girls trips no and i definitely don't think she should admit to being a bully i think they can talk the conversation out like adults yeah say what really happened say what you thought say what she can say what she thought and then it's over with exactly we're all adults here and if they want to get the kids involved i would say i don't know what i would say absolutely not yeah like what the fuck is the reason like you're just being immature you want the kids to solve it for you (laughs) yeah exactly like they have no reason to be intertwined in this that's ah i i could go on a rant but i'm not going to i think this is like an eight out of ten i agree these were all very good yeah very um good shady stories this week and keep submitting them and we will see you guys in the next episode bye everyone Bye.